You're listening to Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football. The one and only podcast dedicated to providing analysis, advice, and entertainment for salary cap fantasy football players. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Kennedy and Sean McGuire. Well, gather round, everybody. It is time once again for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm here with my buddy, Sean. Hello. What are you, what are you giggling about over there, Sean? I just, you and I just both crammed in a couple extra things under our show doc, and I'm just reading what yours was. <laughs> just, it was just like, we just talked about this, and uh, yeah. Yeah, so, so Sean and I, before we record, we get together and kind of talk through what we're going to talk about. And I've been burping while we do that, and so we've, and we're and we're like twenty feet away from each other, right? So the conversation has been, uh, you know, if you can smell my burp, uh, you're too close. And I thought that was an, an amazing idea for a, a yeah. face mask, right? Like, just like the cars, if you're if you can read this, you're you're yeah. and bumper sticker, you're, you're you're too close. Yeah, it would be a funny thing to put on a face mask, and I just got a giggle out of of seeing somebody walking around there because it's so gross if it can fit on a face mask maybe it's a t-shirt but (laughs) (laughs) it could be i think yeah that's true um so so today we uh we're going to be talking about landmine players uh these are players that you've been counting on all year but they might be a disaster in the playoffs or at least one of the weeks in the playoffs and sink your ship on the way to a championship i think you're mixing a lot of metaphors here that Land, that 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 would be a regular mine. Uh, torp- oh, torpedo! These are players that go. might torpedo. Are we in the water? Or are we on the land? That's good. That's a good point, Sean. Okay. So these might be torpedo players that <laughs> uh, could sink your championship. I, I, oh God! Now you're killing it. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> See how we just upped our game right there. Right that's there. awesome. On air. Are you excited? On, on tape. Are you excited to see Jameis Winston play? I kind of am. Um, I I like. I like watching him play. Uh, I also like watching Breeze play too. But yeah, uh, I I'm curious to see how this affects the uh, the Saints game. It it seems like it doesn't seem like the right fit considering their players all for the most part excel at kind of getting some stuff within five to fifteen yards of the line of scrimmage, and Winston is definitely much more in the in the in the. Uh, F it. I'm going right. to chuck, deep chuck it down. But, you know, I, I'm guessing a lot of that just has to do with the fact that Breeze has the, been their guy for so long. Like, he's yeah. their who's, guy. Who's That's to how say, you build your offense. Who's to say that, you know, you can't guard Mike, you can't guard Mike close, you can't guard Mike 15, 20 yards downfield. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it'll be interesting. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious just to see it. It just seems like such a change. But um, I don't know where the fantasy players, if they're going to go up or down. And we don't know when Breeze is coming back. So at least as of the recording of this podcast. So, Yeah, I'm kind of amazed. Uh, he broke, I think it's four ribs, punctured his lung. And they're like, ah, he'll probably be back in a couple of weeks. Which made me think <laughs> it would have been so much better for Tyrod Taylor if he just punctured his lung with his own rib as opposed to being <laughs> stabbed by the team physician. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's <laughs> Apparently dark. that's and, way worse. It's dark and true and all of that wrapped into one burrito, um, one gas station burrito. Right. Hey, before speaking of gas station burritos, yeah. do you want to uh, you play a game? Sure. All right. 
so love here, games. I love this. <laughs> so here's this game. Um, we talked about uh, we talked about running backs, mm-hmm. right? And when uh, what are you what are you talking? Last, about? The previous, oh, okay. last week we didn't we have the whole, oh the rookie running backs. Yeah, you had the gotcha. whole bust scale with Kim Kardashian and Chloe. And, <laughs> gotcha. yep. You remember that? I do. <laughs> I was I'm still confused by the scale, but okay. So I made a very a much more simple simple scale here. Okay. Um, I want to. There's a whole bunch of rookie wide receivers, and we're not going to go talk about every single one in depth, but. Uh, we're going to talk about this. I came up with the scale basically with um, trying to, you know, trying to measure how excited you are about this player versus how concerned you are about this player. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, with it possibly being totally indifferent and not caring about the player. So I've gone through and I've rated basically all these rookie wide receivers and, Let's start with you. We'll do you ask me, and then when we're done, we'll we'll talk about where we're different. Okay. Does that make sense? Sure. So All just right. go through the list. Yeah, and I'm just going to be just be real brief on this. Okay. Okay. I like I like the, uh, the I like the rookie talk because sometimes we we you know we think about them a lot in like March and April and and then. You know, yeah, we're this, just we're just checking in here. We're just yeah. halfway through the season. Let's just check in on the wide receivers. All right. So here we go. Uh, right. CD Lamb. Interested. Okay. Brandon Ayuk. More interested. <laughs> Justin Jefferson. Very interested. Okay. Yeah. Gabriel Davis. Not interested at all. Mm-hmm. Suddenly lost all interest. Mm-hmm. Jalen Rager. <laughs> uh, interested. Yeah. Denzel Mims. More interested. Chase Claypool. Very interested. Oh. I'm, I'm sensing a pattern yeah. here. Darnell Mooney. Yeah, suddenly lost all interest. <laughs> um, I'm. What is what is the guy? I just have to. What's the guy's name who does this? <laughs> what, what are we talking about? Somebody else. This is all my own. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, Henry Ruggs. Uh, skeptical. Oh, wow, that's new. Okay, yeah. Brian Edwards. Uh, more, more skeptical. Mm, Van Jefferson. Very skeptical. And Devin Duner, Devin Duvernay. Very schedule. Very <laughs> sorry. Schedule. <laughs> skeptical. Very schedule. Okay. All right. And then we just have four more. Michael Pittman. Interested. Jerry Judy. More interested. T. Higgins. Very interested. LaVisca Chenault. Not interested at all. Okay. All right. <laughs> What is the guy's name? Kevin Nealon. Thank you. I couldn't think of his name. You got you got to watch it. It's funny. At least funnier than I was. <laughs> no, no, that's good. <laughs> so we do differ. I, I went through and ranked these same players. We we differ on I think just five of them. Okay. Um. Uh. So C D Lamb, you gave up interested. I gave, I gave him interested. I now. gave a very interested. Okay. Tell um, me. Tell me why. Um. I. Th- he's done everything I expected him to do as a rookie. Basically he came in highly touted. He has produced when he's had, um, competent quarterback play. Um, and I just view him as not doing anything to make me feel less excited about his prospects going forward. Okay. So why, uh, why are you lower on him? I'm lower on him only be only relative. So I still like him. Um, my issue with him more or less is I haven't really seen him. 
I haven't seen him do anything that actually makes me think, oh, that's a that's a good play, right? He he has is caught a lot of balls in open space. Is he creating that open space? It seemed to have been generated by everybody else on offense there, and he's made the catch. I haven't seen a tremendous move to to bust a long one. I haven't seen, um, you know, him him getting himself open um, against the top corner. So I, I look at his game and I feel like it seems to me so far to be very much the product of the situation. Mm-hmm. And that is, I was expecting a little more dynamism from whereas like I look at Ayuk and you can see like that touchdown that he had where he leapt over somebody as he was going into the end zone. That's an incredibly athletic, athletic play. You look at Justin Jefferson and his route running gets open all the time against good defenses. And I'm just much more interested in those players, so or you, very interested. Right. <laughs> so you like guys that can create on their own. I just, which, I just makes sense. I feel I just haven't seen. I'm not saying it's not there. I just haven't seen the thing that says, other than the hype. He for sure had a lot of hype, and I had him rated high. I just I, there's there isn't that play where I look at it and I think that's it. That's how he is going to win in the NFL. I haven't right. seen it. Got it. The second guy is Henry Ruggs, which is a little surprising to me because I know you were really high on him yep. uh, at NFL. Well, NFL draft time or yeah. more yeah. fantasy draft oh, I, time. I, I had him rated pretty high, yeah. Yeah. I was actually really low on him at NFL draft time. He shot way up um, when I started thinking about him in a different way. Started right. The same way I kind of thought of DK Metcalf in a different way about halfway through the offseason two seasons ago. Um. He, they haven't been using him the way that I would I was I was hoping for. They have been using him as a deep threat. I, I didn't have any questions about him as a deep threat. Um, I'm a little concerned just because the volume of, he has he has missed games, but I haven't seen him targeted a bunch. You know, plays that I would expect to go to him have gone to um, other receivers. You know, um, so I. I um, I mean, even Aguilar, right? Mm-hmm, who, yeah. who, who I just don't think is is anything other than a very average NFL receiver with mediocre hands. He's gotten, and he's always been a bit of a deep threat guy. But I would, I would like to see, and maybe it's, it's just maybe Waller is kind of stealing all that close to the line of the scrimmage stuff. But uh, I was, so I'm a little concerned. That's why I didn't put him. I'd rather in, in this rating system, it's it's okay to have. It's okay to be concerned about a player because you're still, it's still in, intriguing on some level. Uh, yeah. The not interested at all is actually the worst rating, right. but the zero uh, rating, yeah. right? Um, and and I'm just a little nervous because I, he has had enough opportunity to be getting more catches and uh, and we haven't seen it. So you you you're higher. Give me tell me why you're why you're more excited about him well so when i watched his tape this off season um <clears throat> i saw a good football player yeah. um i think we've gotten spoiled over the past few seasons on receivers stepping in and right, just right blowing away. up yeah. right away maybe that's how things go into the future and that's just the new wave of the nfl he, he did drop a, a big t- a deep touchdown this week too though okay <laughs> um, but for the past bunch of years, like you have to wait on these receivers a year or two, or maybe three even, right? It's the mm-hmm. third year breakout. It used to be the big thing. Then it was the second year breakout. Yeah. Now, now we expect our rookies to just like come in and dominate. Instantly dominate, yeah. Right. So I'm still, I'm still pretty interested in rugs. I think he's a good football player. Okay. He's not just a speed guy. 
I think I think the next guy we're going to talk about is Van Jefferson, who you have is a not interested at all. Yeah, like and I have indifferent, I have, and I have <laughs> I have a very concerned about guy. And the difference probably is I put more I, I, I emphasized his long term value a lot, so I've got more skin in the game, so to speak. Yeah, you drafted him not I super high, him. but I know you liked him. I liked him. I, I had him. Rated much higher than probably most people. I'm not. The primary reason why I'm so the alarm bells are going off is because he is still being he's still being used a little bit and he's being very productive. Like he only he only gets like one target a game. It's almost always a catch. So he's he he's being productive. He's just not getting the volume and and never expected the volume. But the signing of of Woods and Cup to me causes a problem because when is he going to get that opportunity? I was hoping it was going to be next year. I was hoping one of those guys would, would move on. So even if the talent is there and I still don't really question the talent, I'm worried about that opportunity. Gotcha. The next guy that we differed on Devin Duvernay, I, I can guess, I think why, you, why you're so concerned, Sean, let me tell, uh, should I, should I tell you, why don't you guess? Let's I want to guess. Yeah, I want to guess. guess. I think you're concerned about Lamar Jackson. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, which I get, I think that makes some sense. Although I, he might be the best receiver in that team. That is exactly where I was going. I had him ranked. You, you were not interested at all. I was no. It wasn't. It was, remember, it was it was oh, most oh, concerned. You were most concerned about him. I actually was somewhat interested in yeah. him on the scale, because I do like what I see when he when he makes plays and gets on the field and makes catches. Um, I agree, hundred percent. And like you just said, I think he might be the best receiver on that team. I I, I believe he's the best receiver in that team. I was high on him in the draft. My reservations are still there. I don't think Lamar Jackson's ever going to be a proficient NFL passer. And if that, and he, if he's going to be there for five years, you know, when, when do you start, you invested a draft pick, you're paying him a salary. When do you, when are you going to start seeing something from that? It's a little bit like the Van Jefferson issue for me. I see them as similar, maybe uh, uh, with, with him certainly having lower level talent ahead of him. Um, but also a lower level quarterback. Yeah, and the last guy is Lavisca Chenault. You were <laughs> indifferent yeah. towards him. I'm pretty worried about him. Okay. Um, Give I think, me your take. Well, I think there were red flags on him coming in to the NFL, uh, just injury issues, and I wasn't sure his game was going to translate to the NFL. I know you know we've had some guys like Debo and other players like that before him, but. Um, he really just hasn't. He's had. He flashed early, though. He did flash early, but he really hasn't been a big producer this year. And again, maybe I'm just being impatient, but I think that combined with the fact that you I think, was. You don't think Jake Luton likes him? Um, I, well, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> we don't know yet. But just the uh, my early concerns about him this this spring, this off season, combined with the fact that he's not producing at all, really anymore. I'm just I'm concerned about him. So the reason why I had him is a not, um, you know, suddenly lost all interest was was actually because I never had interest. So he was a guy that I wasn't interested in, mostly because I saw his, the ceiling for him. I like to have you know an analog, and for me, the most similar player I could think of was Percy Harvin. You like a comp? 
Yeah, would be yeah. Another word that most people, more more people would use would be comp. <laughs> Only I will say analog. Only analog. Yeah, but the comp for him I had was Percy Harvin, who was a very effective NFL player when he was healthy. Was not healthy a lot, and as as a fantasy player, was only had one good season. To me, that's what I expect from Lavisca. I don't see anything different happening here. Um, and uh, and and so I've just I'm just I haven't I've I've seen he's kind of like a poor man's Debo, right? I like I don't actually think Debo is going to be that great of a fantasy producer. He might be a really good player for his NFL team, and Lavisca might help that team win games, but I don't know that's going to help your fantasy team win games. So that's why I'm just in really really in not that interested in him. Okay. Like it's not. It would be one thing if you like Devin Duvernay. People probably got in the third round. He's probably at a league minimum salary, or something like that. Lavisca is a guy that people, a lot of people would have taken at the top of the second round, maybe in the middle maybe. of the second round. But you're paying him a salary or potentially, and I just ultimately, you, I don't think you're ever going to see a, a big payoff with a guy that you know. There are guys like they were taken in, in similar spots, like you know Ayuk, who I think could have have big numbers and so um that's just kind of how that how i see the difference between those guys all right so let's move into our uh our torpedoes i guess maybe yeah we 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 settled on torpedoes this is way better (laughs) (laughs) so we we try to take a look at uh players that that matter they're players you've been counting on they've been in your lineups all season um but they've got some landmines ahead of them sorry dang they've got torpedoes well, see, headed their this, way that's the problem this is the landmine is the thing you accidentally you accidentally step on right yeah um and so that makes more sense but i really just like the whole ship thing so i do too i'm gonna try to go with torpedo okay uh so there's some torpedoes <laughs> headed their way High explosives in in uh, in terms of the defenses they're going to be facing when it counts the most in our fantasy playoffs here uh so ooh, ooh yeah I, I, well I'm, I'm drinking a, a coors light because the other beer you gave me is like uh, this thing is a pastry stout, and I feel mm-hmm. like I've got diabetes already. Mm, it's so good. Although you're having two of them, I like so. to ch- I like to chew my, my beers. <laughs> yeah, I gotta I gotta cleanse the palate. That's that's fair. I I, I don't mind that. Um, so let let's start at tight ends because again, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, there might be a few guys here that you've been counting on all year. It's a thin position, as we all know. It's kind of hard unless you, it's hard to be deep at tight end, right? So, and that's the problem with even bringing them up on this episode is if you happen to have somebody you've been counting on on all year and they're pretty good, like you're not really probably going to have the luxury of of benching them mm-hmm. or finding somebody else but this is just a heads up in case maybe you do have that opportunity and, and just so people know kind of what we did um is we looked at the opponents that were particularly good against that position so if they're good against a position we didn't really worry about it too much if they were like shut down against this particular position then we paid attention to it and um because ultimately you're not going to start or bench a guy because he's got kind of a rough matchup in the playoffs. If he's a, your, your main guy, you're just going to be a little bummed and hope your other guys do better. But if you, if these are players that are playing somebody that really, they, they pose a threat. And a lot of times the difference between these shutdown players and the, the soft defenses is a pretty substantial right. difference. Right. So, um, 
well, we can talk about some of that a little bit. I, I, I know last week when you talked about it the other way around, you, there, it, I, I did the whole kicker defense breakdown <laughs> that no one else has ever done. <laughs> if you, you can, haven't heard it, you need to go back oh, yeah. and listen to that. Yeah, it's it's so, amazing. <laughs> but the difference was actually quite... It is. Astonishing, and, and you can see some of that here as well. So, so at the tight end position, the ones that we said were um, your landmines, or, or you could just have it be a water mine. This no, is tor- torpedo. No, let's go water mine. Because then we, st- we get the best of both worlds. Okay. Right? We're coining a new phrase yeah. here. Well, that's not a coin. That's what they, they have those floating in the. Do they call them water mines? No, though? they just call them mines. That's just a mine. <laughs> okay. So there's a mine, and then there's land mines. So if you just say oh, mine. Oh, okay. Right? You know, like learning... Those are the things that someone will mine like a bay. Spending all this time spending like military history, but yeah, if you're trying to like protect people from invading, you know, you put mines you out mines. in the bay. Yeah, I'm yeah. learning so much. This first guy on the list, Sean, you mm. could argue he's the number two tight end in the league right now. With <laughs> yeah, with Mark Andrews having a down year and George Kittle injured. Yeah, Darren Waller is. It's right... not Zach Ertz. What? <laughs> it's, it's... <laughs> Waller is right behind. Uh, Kelsey, I yeah. would say, is yeah, the best yeah, yeah. tight end in football. No, I think Waller, and he gets so much volume. You know, he gets so much volume. But one of the one of the minds here is the Colts, uh, who have been quite effective against uh, against the tight end position. And, and they get he gets them in week fourteen. So your right. your first round. So if you have a bye, maybe you don't worry about. Yeah, that, if, but... you're, if you're if you if you if you. If you're killing it in your regular season, you got to buy. Then I wouldn't even worry about it. But if you have to play in Week 14, <clears throat> and you have another tight end, or you can get another tight end with a good matchup, um, then then there's a, that's a, that's the one week where you might actually not want to play uh, Mr. Wallet. It would be really hard to set him because I think if if I remember right, they are the number one defense against tight ends. Yes. Yeah. So Very, that's that's why we bring it up. Yeah. We, we wouldn't even be mentioning it if it wasn't uh, something more substantial. Yeah. But we have kind of a new kid on the block in week 16 for Waller, too, in the Dolphins. They're surprisingly yeah, and they're, and, good defenses and, and, and here. They're, and they're getting better. Right. And uh, so so that that's another thing. I, I just am not... I think you're going to start Waller against yeah. the Dolphins. Yep. No, I agree. So if you have a buy in the first round, Waller might not be a concern at all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, same thing is actually also true for Tyler Higby or Everett. And I don't even, honestly, how are you going to, I mean, if you've got one of them, you're already every week probably upset that you, you know, you're hoping that somebody gets a PED suspension or something or, you know, um, so you, then the other guy gets all all the... All the love, but right. um, but the Rams are playing uh, in Week 14. Same thing; they're playing the uh, Patriots, and the Patriots have also been very good against the tight end. I think they are also. I think they might be third, but really, it's a, they're in that that mine category. Sure. Um, and and that that poses a problem for the same reasons. Although, probably not, especially if there's two tight ends there. You're, you're not. It's not like you've got the superstar. You've got a, a startable tight end. And if he's there, you know, one of those guys is your main guy, you might have another guy. And so take a close look at that other guy. And we did not cover a, uh, a surprising league winner last week in the tight end category. But I can throw a name out there. Eric Ebron um, has a pretty decent schedule during the playoffs. He's got a great schedule unless you're in the championship game. Well, so 
<laughs> he's a guy who maybe, maybe might be out there. Week 17 is playing against, just FYI, he's playing against the Colts. But 17 or 16? Oh, sorry, 16. Yeah. No one's playing week 17. So, did yeah. I say week 17? You did, but. Yeah. It's like, it's like 1997 all over again. But if, you, if you're if you a Higby or Everett owner and maybe looking for uh, a replacement or a guy that you might be able to get your hands on before the trade deadline like, or off the waivers. Probably waiver wire, Eric Ebron yeah. or, or close to it, give up you know, fourth round pick, something like that. And you got a guy that maybe you would consider starting because he's playing Buffalo and Cincinnati. They've been terrible against the tight end. Right. And it looks like Seattle finally found something they're good at on defense. They're, they're <laughs> decent against tight ends and uh Higby. And I think Everett. it's just because they're so terrible against the like, wires. Like, why would I throw against, throw, why would I throw to my tight end when my wide receivers can just light them up all day long. <laughs> well, that, that could but be. again, we talked about this last week. Does it really matter what the reason is? Right. But anyway, so uh, Higby and Everett get the Seahawks in championship weekend. Um, so uh, And they're pretty good against the tight ends. So uh, avoid them if you can. Yep. Week 15, um, so that's the semifinals. Uh, we're looking at Mike Gusecki playing against the Patriots. Yeah, oh, that's and, tough. And that's a similar kind of a thing. He's he's one of those borderline guys. Like He might... For a lot of people, he might not have been their primary tight end coming into the year. He, I could see them be, having Gasicki being kind of like the young guy that you're, you right. you, the, you drafted a couple of years ago, and and you're, you're he's emerging now. Um, if you got another option or can get another option for week for your semifinal round, I, that's a tough matchup for him. Right. Um, the other ones that uh, I th- I saw is generally have are fine, but. Um, T.J. Hawkinson plays the Packers in Week 14. That's a problem. Right. And um, John U. Smith plays the Packers in your championship week in Week 16. Yeah. That's also a problem. Packers have been uh, very good against the tight end position, and I just don't see that changing. So. Right. And those are guys, as the season's gone on, you're probably now starting to count on them. So um, hopefully you, you know, they either surprise or you have another option maybe available to you. Right. Or, or or create an option if you need to. If, if, if those guys, it's just it's just those weeks. So if you can just find a, a nice matchup, you might. And, and then and at least Hawkinson is not, I think, not so every weekish that you that you wouldn't necessarily have another guy. It's not like same thing as Waller, where he's just a set it and forget it kind right. of guy, right? Right, exactly. All right, ready to move on to running back, Sean? Yes. All right, so we have, it looks like, three, four, four running backs that we want to mention here. Um, I mean, the first one in Dalvin Cook, it's not like you're going to bench Dalvin Cook. Well, probably. Well, <laughs> so Dalvin's never healthy for the playoffs anyway. And I, as a Vikings fan, I'm, I'm certainly hoping he is healthy. But he has the worst set of matchups because just – the landmine or the mine that we it's the worst in the playoff like in the league by far he has the hardest schedule in the playoffs yeah um so uh the the one that we identified as the the real big problem is the saints in in championship week championship week against the saints now to get there you've probably got to win week 14 week 15 or at least week 15 week 15 week 14 is tampa bay also a good defense against the run Week 15 is the Bears. He just had a decent game against the Bears. Yep, 100, 100 total yards, no right. touchdowns. No touchdowns. But, but a lot of that in watching the game 
was generated um, after the Bears lost a defensive tackle, and um, and his history against the Bears specifically. I mean, the, I think the I want to say the three prior games against the Bears, he, they've basically shut him down. So I'm I am not confident in Dalvin Cook against the Bears in Week 15. So would I bench Dalvin Cook? <laughs> I mean, it depends on who else you have. It does depend on who else you have, but but I I, I would if right now I'd be making a plan. How am I going to win the championship game when I have my best player? One of my best players is is has really problematic matchups. I think you need a plan. Mm-hmm. Now that said, I don't disagree with anything you just said. He has been productive all this year, this season against basically anybody he's played even even chicago last night yes so but but i gave you my reasons why but yes, I, yes the end was the end, true. the end true. numbers were 100 total yards i just i watched the game there's yep. an awful lot of runs where he had nowhere to go right. and uh that changed you know in the second half a little bit but it, you know you they needed two yards and he got one yep and no. that happened a lot, and it's one of the reasons why it was a pretty low-scoring game, and there wasn't a lot of offense in that game period. The Bears' offense was terrible. I mean, yeah. tragically bad. Yeah. Um, the Vikings were not much better. Right. All right, Clyde Edwards-Elaire um, also faces a pretty tough matchup. They they, they face the Saints, or the, uh, the Chiefs face, face the Saints in weeks let me try it. Let, let me take two. All right, take two. Clyde Edwards-Elaire faces the Saints in Week 15. We've already established they're a super stout defense. Um, also faces the Falcons in Week 16, which you might not think about them as being a real stout defense, but they're they're good against running backs. Well, and it's one of those things that maybe it's because they, they suck against wide receivers. Which is again, we've talked about. It doesn't matter, but I can just see I can just see the Chiefs being like, why why are we going to bother? trying to run the ball here let's just throw all day on them right they have so many uh, uh weapons there on offense they don't need to go through the running back position so i, I think that's a problem week 15 I, edwards Alaire has been i don't want to say we talked about this before underwhelming i don't know i mean he's still an rb2 barely on a, on a points per week basis um i would i would be trying to find another plan um levian bell hasn't taken a big chunk out of it but but I think when your quarterback is Pat Mahomes and he basically doesn't throw interceptions, you're always going to be with that dilemma of why why hand the ball off to somebody. It's it's important that they have a couple guys that can be productive on the ground just to keep everybody honest. But I, I don't expect there to be major production of the running back position anyway. So that's that's I would be not counting on those guys for the playoffs. Got it. James Robinson has been one of the nicest surprises this season. Oh yeah. He's been really consistent. When he's not getting a ton of yards, he'll score for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he doesn't score, he gets a bunch of yards. So, but he does have a tough, uh, tough playoff matchup schedule here going forward. In Week 15 against Baltimore, and Week 16 against the Bears, a um, couple of tough teams there. And he's been pretty good every week. I mean, yeah. he's just been consistent, except for against who Tim. <laughs> Well, the worst 
the oh, worst. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His worst game. I think he got like 29 yards and no touchdowns against the Lions, who are in a different category when it comes to They're the being... Seahawks against running backs, right? Yeah, Seahawks, exactly. But Seahawks are the wide receivers. They are against uh, running backs. They're, uh, as one of our local uh, radio personalities here in the Twin Cities says, they're, they're biblically bad against the run. <laughs> the Lions are. I don't know. That's, that's the common that? man. Oh, common man. I don't even listen to that guy. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so so that would be, that would be, but yeah, so maybe the week 14 matchup against the Titans who are pretty soft run defense, maybe that's when you don't want to play them. I'm just kidding. It's, but <laughs> but um, I, I, that Bears run D is stout, and, and uh, you know, I, you might not be real enthusiastic about playing them in the playoffs. If so, if, you're, if your team is built to win, um, hopefully you're not relying on Robinson because um, he might struggle. And then finally, Miles Sanders. Um, it's really kind of a one-week thing here. It just happens to be against the best of the best here right. in, the, in the Saints. He plays the Saints in week 14. Um, after that, if you can get past that or if you have a bye week, it's it's pretty smooth sailing, kind of middling defenses. But... Right, right. And I think in, in – Sometimes he does okay against good defenses just because he can generate yards receiving. But um, but honestly, I just I, I think that's a tough matchup. I don't know if he if if he's been because he's been out a lot. So if you're a contender and you know um, Miles Sanders is your guy, you probably have somebody else that you've been playing, and you might want to take a close look at that guy. All right, on to wide receivers, we separated these players a little bit more scrupulously is that the word i want a little more <laughs> we we broke them we broke it down not just by by strength of defense against wide receivers but we also gave some thought to does a team have a shutdown corner so right. maybe they're not the the best overall defense against wide receivers but do they have a guy that can just shut somebody down and so like the 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 teams that we thought okay these are just teams that are really good against wide receivers in general were washington the football team the rams who have two if not three really good corners and they can shut anybody down and the bears who have been shutting everybody down all year defense right right um, and then uh, there's some other teams we'll, we'll talk about here that have some pretty good defenses uh, against the pass. Additional um, players that we gave some specific thought to were Stefan Gilmore in New England, Tredavious White in Buffalo, uh, Jerry Alexander with, with the Packers, uh, Patrick Peterson with the Cards, and even maybe Darius Slay. Um, that's kind with of the Eagles. With the Eagles. Those are the guys that, that I thought, okay, well – could that pose a problem for another team's number one wide receiver? Um, I think so. Uh, and for a lot of them, that's, that was kind of our, our thought process on it, yeah. which might mean that some of those sometimes against, against those teams that really have one good cornerback. If you've got the second guy, if you've got the locket to the DK Metcalf, you might be fine. As we saw Patrick Peterson shut down uh, DK Metcalf and locket went nuts. Exactly. So, so that kind of thing can happen. So we did try to pay attention to that dynamic as well, um, just 
to give you an overview on on how we how we process this. Right. So you just mentioned Metcalf and Lockett. Um, that's, <laughs> they got terrible matchups. They really do. Week fourteen's fine. They play play the Jets in week fourteen, but in week fifteen they play Washington. Week sixteen they play the Rams. They're two of the best teams against wide receivers in the league this year. Yeah, and I and I'm concerned about both those receivers in week sixteen against the Rams. It's hard to, if you got DK Metcalf. It would be hard to bench him. It would be really yeah. hard. But I will tell you, I, I brought it up a couple of weeks ago. Do you start? Do you bench him? I, this week I have to have to make this choice. Do you bench DK Metcalf against Patrick Peterson? Because in three games against Patrick Peterson, he has been shut down every one of those games. Is there a guy on Washington or the Rams that you think would be able to shut him down? Well, I think Jalen Ramsey just did. So with the Rams, uh, Washington, I don't. I feel like that's more a little bit more of an overall team situation. So actually. I'm a little. I, I I'm not too worried about DK in Week 15, only because I think he has shown that he, particular guys with a particular skill set, um, big physical, you know, strong cornerbacks that are also have speed and 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 are smart and all these other things. You have to have really just an elite player, and Jalen Ramsey is one of those guys. Patrick Peterson is one of those guys when healthy, and I think that's who he struggles against. Um. I would be worried about Lockett against both these both these teams. Got it. Yeah, and Lockett's been struggling a little bit as it is. Yeah, I mean, he's just kind of had his – he's not the top target on that team anymore, but he can still be productive in the, in the right situation. But he's he's kind of at this point more of a spot start. I don't know a whole lot of people who are riding him to a championship. Right. Um, Will Fuller has established himself as the number one wide receiver in Houston, I would say. Yeah, I agree. I called um, it. Yeah, <laughs> but you with, did. With a different coach, though. Remember, the whole theory behind that I was proposing That's was true. that Bill O'Brien was in love with him. That's true. Uh, and he's gone, and he's still being productive. Yeah, yeah, and that was a long time. I got to give you kudos for that, Sean. That was a long time ago you called that. Mm. Um, but Will Fuller does face a pretty tough uh, playoff uh Schedule here, Chicago in week 14, Indianapolis in week 15. Um, week 16 looks great if you can get there against the Bengals. Uh, but, yeah, that Chicago and Colts. I, just, uh, I don't see him doing anything significant against Chicago, especially the Colts. Um, I, I'm not super worried about the Colts, but um, but I am worried about Chicago. Yeah. Uh, with the Vikings, uh, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson have been looking really good this season. Um, they face the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week 14, and, and even worse, they're back with the uh, Chicago Bears in week 15. And and the thing about that is neither one of these guys really were productive against the Bears this week. Thielen got two touchdowns, but I think he had like 43 yards. Yeah, it was, yeah, was it 46, 43, something like 40s, that. Right. It was under 50 for sure. Right, and... And, you know, I, Thielen has been real productive at, at getting touchdowns, but I just don't know that you can bank take that to the bank. It's and tough to predict. So I would be worried about either Thielen or Jefferson against the Bears in Week 15. To me, that is a landmine or a watermine. Or a torpedo. Or a torpedo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or a bear trap. <laughs> I just, oh, I like that. I do, too. I like bear trap. We should have everybody can have their own logo-based... Hmm. Uh, problem, right? Put it on a put it on a face mask, like a smell my burp. No, that's not what it was. No, 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 I don't even know you. you. Lost, no, you lost me. You lost me. 
All right. Um, DJ Shark. Yeah. And so we mentioned him actually last week on a, on the episode where it might be a surprising league winner. Shark has a really easy schedule as you're approaching the playoffs. Yeah, week 14 is also really easy against the Titans. If you make it that far with him, you bench you're, him. then you're going to want to bench him. He faces the Ravens in week 15 and the Bears in week 16. And so. hopefully you're not really relying on I mean, we the whole point with Shark last week is this is a guy you can play right now to make the playoffs, and he's probably not a guy that you're really relying on week to week anyway. And then, you know, once you're there, then go back to what you were doing before. Yep. Um, the Panthers receivers. Uh, I, mean, I don't know how to sort this one out. Yeah, I mean, Robbie Anderson's probably been the most consistently productive receiver on that team. Samuels had his moments. Moore had a nice game this past week. Um, but they faced the uh, Washington football team in week 16. I don't think you want anything to do with that. If you have been counting on Anderson, um, yeah, make other plans. So in the week 15, they play the Packers. And I was just trying to figure out who Jerry Anderson, Alexander would be covering. And I don't even know. That's the problem with that, with that team is I just, I can't, I can't, I don't feel like I know the answer to who is going to be the shutdown guy. Um, and so I think you just have to roll the dice. If you're counting on one of those guys, uh, um, I don't know that I would, it, it, it's so hard to predict who the guy is anyway, that, that I would probably not pay a whole lot of attention to it, but certainly it would week 16. With maybe the, probably the, the toughest schedule in the playoffs, the, uh, overall, yeah. Yeah. The Falcons receivers, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. I mean, Across the board, it's a tough matchup. They play uh, play the Chargers in Week 14, uh, the Bucks in Week 15, and the Chiefs in Week 16. They're all above average uh, defenses against wide receivers, especially Kansas City. It's hard. Those are guys that, that have been productive, and those defenses, none of those are for sure no goes. Yeah, I don't think I can't see a bench in Julio it would just, or Ridley. It really depends on who you got, but. If you're if you're built and you're real deep, great. I don't know that I would go out and acquire something to yeah. avoid those problems because I just think they're talented enough that that you're probably going to ride that storm out. Right, I agree with you. Uh, Kenny Galladay, the tough matchup. Well, he's got a cakewalk in Week 15 against the Titans. Faces the Packers in Week 14, a little tougher, and then in Week 15. Um, not necessarily a torpedo, but the Bucks are pretty decent against receivers. Um, is is Galladay going to be back by week 14? You know, I don't know. I'm a Galladay owner. Uh, I feel like this is one of those things where very little information has come out. It's top he's, secret. He's got a hip injury, and like he was listed as questionable or doubtful in week one. He was questionable last week for a while, and then he was out. It just seems like uh, I got a bad feeling about this one. I don't. I. I you don't. feel like it's going to be like one of these um, things that just lingers. Yeah, like and and they're just not saying much. Uh, you know, it's not like oh yeah, he's going to be back in two weeks. I just, I just feel like this could go on and on. Although they haven't placed him on an IR, so I guess that's hopeful. Yeah. Um. It, I, the, the, in those games that I was most concerned about, um, the game against Green Bay. Um, but I, I don't know that you have anything, any great data when they played, uh, Green Bay last, I think Galladay was out for that too. So I don't know, I think we know exactly how that, how that was going to, that one's going to play out. It is a lot of question marks just in terms of who's even going to play. 
speaking of Green Bay, the last one that's even worth talking about, I think, is AJ Brown, who plays against the Packers championship week for most for most leagues, any sensible league. And I think um I, I just I feel like Alexander is going to be on AJ Brown that week. I, I don't think the Titans have enough other talent at wide receiver to to draw coverage away and I just think that that's that's a tough matchup I just think that's I like AJ Brown I just think that's not a great matchup he's been missing enough that I think maybe you've got some hopefully you've got some other guys that you can you can spot start for that one week if you make it to the championship game it's hard it's hard again it's always hard when when you think you've got like a dominant player that's that's the whole subject of this of this thing here. I don't know if AJ Brown is that guy yet this year, but um, for some he for sure some teams look, he might be. He sure looks like it at times. Yeah, he. I mean, he. He. I really. I mean, I just like him a lot. He's yeah. definitely for me my third, like of the, of the draft class last year. I think I talked about it in the offseason. He's definitely was for me was the number three, and there was a big drop to you got to Debo, yeah. and and I still like AJ Brown a lot. Yeah, my memory is that I I had him ranked as my I think top. You him, I think you had number one. Yeah, top rookie. How's that look now? I think it looks pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I I'm, I'm just messing with you. I'm excited to watch uh, watch his career develop. I think he's he's a fun guy. Yeah, I think I think, I think uh, I, I, my favorite thing with him him and GK is just that photo where they're just like the two most ripped people on the planet, and he looks like a normal human being who's unbelievably ripped. If he was against any other professional athlete, you'd be like, that guy is amazingly ripped. Right. He just happens to look like like a mini-me against right. DK, right? <laughs> so that's one reason why I love that photo because A.J. Brown against any other person on the planet is like, that's the guy. That's right. super – That he's, he's, he's you know, working out all the time. Right. Uh, yeah, just fun. like me. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, Related I, topic, quarterback. Should we just cover them real quick? Yeah, yeah, real quick. Again, but, I mean, this is the tough part of this episode is, like, if you're riding these guys all year, it's so hard to, to – well, yeah, if you're in a, a two, left turn, two quarterback but, league, it's it's gonna be really hard to deal right, with. But if you're in a one sure. quarterback league, a lot of times you're gonna have that other guy. But are you gonna bench Deshaun Watson, who has the toughest schedule, I think, on, on this list? I would. Okay, he's, he's playing. So he's playing. What the 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 minds that we identified were the Bears, the Colts, and the Rams. He plays two of those Bears and Colts, right? And yeah. um, week fourteen, week fifteen. I mean, I'm not gonna do it if my second quarterback is like Kirk Cousins and he also has bad matchups. But but if I have uh, uh, somebody with some good matchups, um, you know, if you happen to be there, Deshaun Watson, for the most part, was probably your number one quarterback going into the season. He was yeah, a very highly rated assume. guy. Um, but there's some guys that have been, have been productive. I mean, would I start Deshaun Watson or Justin Herbert? I'd start Herbert. Yeah, I would too. He's got a great schedule in the he's playoffs. He's got a great schedule. And speaking, of, we'll move to the next guy is Josh Allen. He's got a rough schedule in the playoffs. Nothing quite like those glaring, flashing lights that you're looking at with Chicago and, and the Colts. But Pittsburgh, New England in weeks 14 and 16 are problematic. I have to make that choice. I got Allen, and now I've got Herbert to deal with. I'm probably not. I'm probably going to be starting Herbert in the playoffs, presuming I make the playoffs. But yeah, yeah. Matt Ryan again, like. We were discussing this before we started recording. Matt Ryan hasn't had the greatest year this year, but he's been in the top five, uh, you know, in the fairly recent past. Oh, yeah, he's um, he's there. I feel like he's there like every other year, kind of a. 
So in a salary cap dynasty league like like we play, you know, he's probably a guy you were counting on. Maybe mm-hmm. you've been starting him all year. Um, but he's got a he's got a tough matchup here in week fifteen and sixteen against Tampa Bay and Kansas City. The chefs. Yeah. So um again, if you got another option, I have probably hopefully you have, hopefully if you're making the championship game or you're making it you're deep in the playoffs and you've got Matt Ryan on your team, I'm guessing you've got somebody else. Probably. That's but probably I don't true. know that. But for th- there's a couple guys that we probably should talk about that are I think are real spot start problems that are worth talking about. Um, week 16, possibly the best quarterback in the league right now, or one of them, is Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And he plays the Rams. And we've talked about how the Rams ha- are, you know, three deep at cornerback. He just played them. And I don't know, he had like no touchdowns? I think it was no touchdowns. It was under 250 yards passing. And two picks, right? Two picks, a lost fumble. Yeah. Like it was not pretty this week. No, and you don't always presume the same thing is going to happen, but that's a really tough matchup. And the question that we were, I, I, I'm going to throw to you is if you had that or you could start Jared Goff against the Seahawks, same game, two quarterbacks, would you ever go with Goff, who who plays against a terrible pass defense, or Russell Wilson? It's a great question, honestly. And I know, I, and I asked you first, so it, you have to answer it. It, <laughs> it feels funny to even consider that, but I mean, it's probably something you do need to think about. Like, I, how many points is two hundred and fifty yards? And I mean, depends on the league, but like, you know, probably six. He probably has six points. Right? Yeah, I mean, for, for, well, unless you get some rushing yards. I didn't actually look at his rushing stats, but, rushing but 240 stats. yards in our league would be like nine points minus two interceptions, so then they're at seven points. Yeah, I mean. It's not good. No. If you lose a point for the lost fumble, then you're down to six, yeah. If, if that happens in your championship week, you're going to be really sad about it. Yep. Um, so Goff playing against the Seahawks looks pretty good at that I, point. I think that I think that that's that, – and that's why we're talking about this because – You've been riding this guy all week, or all week, all year, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes you have to make that audible. Um, you know, we we've all been in leagues where some guy has won the championship, or gal has won the championship. For we get, mm-hmm. you know, we, um, you know, years and years and years of, of doing this, and um, you know, sometimes it's like the guys playing these random people. And they win the championship, and it's like you've been spending all year, you know, cultivating this this roster, and you know the guy that happens to have just whatever some random guy that gets hot in the playoffs. But maybe, maybe that's maybe that's the the play is you you sit Russell Wilson in championship game. Now, if we're right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll have to. We'll... It's it's it takes another level of of uh, of guts to do it. Yeah. But if you do it and it's successful, oh my gosh! Yeah, make sure you tell us and give us all the credit. <laughs> um, other other one that I think is worth talking about is Cam Newton. He plays again. I'm I'm going over. I'm very afraid of this Rams defense for a quarterback, and he plays in Week 14. Now, should we be thinking about rushing defense when it comes to Cam Newton, though? <laughs> I mean, that, that's true. But honestly, I think they shut it all down. I mean, they've got. It's just it, that's it, true. It's the I Rams. Think as, I think as the season goes on, they're going to get tighter and tighter. I, I I just think it's going to be one of the toughest defenses in the league to play against. I think I just 
I, that's how I see it shaking out. Yeah. Um, but it's week bottom. 14 for Cam Newton. So again, if you have a buy or, um, and most people weren't going into the season with Cam Newton as the number one quarterback. Right. So, yeah. so go with the other guy. You might be looking pretty. If you get past that week 14, uh, that quarterfinal, uh, you got, you got some pretty good matchups for Cam going forward. Right. Should we talk about kickers? Yes. I've, it's become maybe my favorite kickers. Uh, yeah. Favorite position to talk about on fantasy podcasts now. Kickers and defenses. Okay, so I don't know what you're going to say about kickers. I was saying it's a joke because I don't have anything to say no, about kickers. I'm just kickers. kidding. Yeah, no, they get, we we did the research or I did the research. It came down to Stephen Goskowski and Nick Folk. I don't think anybody's really counting on them going forward, so don't worry about move it. Move along. Yep, move along. And then defenses, though. Yeah. So. Um, Again, you're right, Sean. Like to wrap your mind around what this means to have like a strong defense matchup is like how many. It's hard because you you have to bend your brain because yeah. the defense is the defense against the offense. It's how many points the offense is giving up to, to defenses, the defense. which right. is. So the landmines are teams with quarterbacks that don't throw interceptions. We're talking about the Packers, and the the Chiefs, and I had the Steelers as well. Um, but, uh, but basically they're giving up between one, one and two points a week. So if you're playing against those, your, your defense is, unless is probably not going to do very well because they just don't throw interceptions in contrast, we're looking the bad ones, Cowboys, Jets, Broncos are given about 10 points a week. So choosing the right defense, if you play in a league with defenses, like can make a pretty can, significant difference. Yeah, it can be a big deal. You're talking about a, a touchdown in 30 yards. So the only ones that I could think of, most of the teams that are playing against the, the playing against the good offenses, I am confused. Most of <laughs> who should they start? Yeah, or who okay, should they not? Start? I, who should they not start? I guess most of them episode. are not even not even defenses you would ever own. Okay, but maybe you have the Lions, right? Well, they got to play the Packers. Tennessee, Tampa Bay, these are all offenses that I don't expect to turn the ball over in the yeah. playoffs. So I don't think you want the Lions. Right. Dolphins, uh, week 14, you're going to play against uh, uh, against the Chiefs. Chiefs. I don't expect the Dolphins to, to suppress the Chiefs scoring in any way, shape, or form. And the Dolphins might be a team that people are carrying. Like They've been pretty yeah, good this they've, year. They've been getting better as yeah. the season goes on. So, But that's great. But then don't don't... Move on, make a different plan for the playoffs, or or at least in week fourteen. At least in week fourteen, yeah, yeah. Uh, because week fifteen they play against the Patriots, and you know they they could probably entice Cam to turn the ball over three or four times, so that's not a problem. Sure, one team uh, I think probably a lot of people are carrying the Colts. Uh, they've been a a really productive defense this season. Yeah. They faced the Steelers in week sixteen, championship week. So just a heads up there, not not that you. Uh, can pivot, but maybe you can. That's I mean, something to the, consider. That's a good thing about, about defenses and kickers is it's uh, you have so many options. Usually, nobody's carrying more than one of these. It's not if you happen to have one of these um, leagues where you actually play these things. Then, then uh, you know it's that's one of the reasons why it's kind of silly in a dynasty or salary cap league to have kickers and defenses, just because they're kind of fungible. There's a word. Look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, and and you're not conducive to franchise building, you know. So, whatever, uh, I'll get off my high horse on that. Uh, but if you happen to be playing one of those things, those are some some defenses where you have might have a problem, right? Against the offenses, right? 
<laughs> yeah, is that it? Is that where we're at? That's it. I think we've we've covered it. We've covered all the torpedoes, Sean. You mean the landmines? Or, or the water mines? Or the mines. Or the, what was the, the bear traps? The bear traps, yes. Oh, we well, just have so many opportunities, like different things we can call this. What would be, yeah, the, what would be, uh, so, some of these teams, like, you know, their names don't lend themselves to something scary, like the Saints. Hmm. What's the scary thing about the Saints? Hmm. Like a really dirty bathroom on Bur- Bourbon Street? <laughs> but that doesn't drip off the tongue, so. Oh, oh. <laughs> Wow. All right. On that note, uh, we want to thank you for joining us today. Um, Please uh, consider checking out our Facebook page, our Facebook group, I should say. A lot of fun conversations there. Yeah, the Steel Bot. It really is. It's some good stuff to think about. And it's a, I've mentioned this before, but, you know, not a ton of people play in the salary cap leagues, at least historically. Hopefully it's uh, gaining momentum here. But, it's really nice to have people that you can throw a trade uh, idea out to and just get their feedback. Well, they speak the same language. They you, speak- every every one of these leagues is different, but we all speak a common language, right? We I, I love these discussions I get with people where I might, I might ask them about their crazy rules. I, I, what was the one guy um, had this whole like free agency thing where you know you get to you can have restricted free agency and whatnot. I thought it was fascinating to, to things to hear about how other teams are, or other leagues are structuring themselves. But either way, I still speak that same language because the language is basically your league is going to be something like the NFL, right? And, and so we all as NFL fans understand how these things work. Right. So check that out. Um, and, uh, we will, uh, we'll look forward to getting back together again next week. Do we know what we're talking about next week, Sean? Football. Okay. So join us for more football talk next week. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll announce it uh, uh, Twitter. Twitter. Oh, there we go. All right. And so until then, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Steel. Join our community on the Steel Pod Facebook group and follow us on Twitter at Steel Pod.